Welcome to track number 12 of What is Your Life? The last one for tonight. We're going to break soon. By faith, huh? The harlot, Rahab, perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Amen. Amen. What happened to Rahab? She did not perish. She received the spies in peace. The whole of Joshua chapter 2 is dedicated to Rahab. Whole of that chapter in the Bible. And how she helped the people of God. Now, it takes faith to help the cause of the gospel. Amen. And now you understand what I'm saying? When we talk about helping the cause of the gospel, Christianity needs helpers. Do you know that all these people, Al-Qaeda and these well-trained bombers and so on, they have help. You know that they have a lot of help. Everybody look up. This is the last part I'm closing. We are closing for tonight. So listen to what I'm saying because we are closing. So sit up. Okay? Now, I'm saying that do you know that these people have help? Amen. Amen. A lot of help. Do you know that to live in America, if these Arabs or Muslims or whatever live in America and go to flying school, somebody has to pay. And somebody has to send them. Somebody has to pay for their school fees and their flying school fees. Accommodation, rent, food. Cars. They took cars and they came to the airport and parked their cars at the airport. Nice cars. I saw the car on television. Somebody helped them. And still helping them. Plenty of help. Let me tell you something. This gospel will never be preached the way it should preach be preached until it is helped the way it should be helped. No, I'm serious. This gospel will never be preached the way it should be preached until it is helped the way it, is, it should be helped. Never. Never. I can stand with a thousand visions. If people don't help me, it's not going to be done. I'll just be full of vision and no help. And everybody gets tired of asking for help. It's one of the painful things to do is to ask for help when you don't get the help. One day I asked somebody to help. Huh? Yeah, one day I asked somebody to help in church. And he was not a... That's the last time I asked somebody who is not a member of our church. And I don't think I'll ever ask again. But after saying everything, the help that I was asking for, the work of God, was worth about $70. And after saying all that I said, he, he said, you know, he has various projects and so on that he's doing. And this person, this, this person is my own classmate. I've known him for many years. But he, he didn't want to help. I felt so bad. I felt so unhappy. <laughs> There's a very bad feeling that comes. After asking for help and the help has not been, it was not given. How many have felt that way before? You wish you had never, 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 never asked. It's a very bad feeling. I felt so bad afterwards. 
And that's why I don't ask much for anything. But I want you to know that nobody asked Rahab. Nobody, nobody invited Rahab for a camp meeting and preached to her 10 hours about why you should give and why you should help. She just sized up the thing herself. And she said, you know, God is with these people. Let me help. Let me help. God is with these people. Let me help. You church in America, I'm expecting you to say, God is with the bishop. God is with this man of God. God is with this church. I want to help. Amen. Amen. And you know, as we do, God will bless us. Rahab, look, you people are more holy than Rahab. There's a story that I tell every time I tell people to, ah, ooh, eh. One of our churches, one of our churches, we, had a pro, we have prostitutes in that church. And one day, one of the prostitutes came to give a testimony. We didn't know what testimony she was giving. <laughs> she went to work. She had one of her customers. One of her customers came for an appointment. <laughs> and she attended to him. You know what that means. But she said that the customer was not, he wasn't finishing. He was, do you understand what I'm trying to say? He wasn't finishing. The thing wasn't getting finished. And he was going on and on and on and on. And she was waiting for the customer to finish. And he wasn't going, it wasn't getting finished. And suddenly, pull, the man collapsed on her. And I think he fell and fell to the ground. And she said, I didn't know what to do. So I rose out of the bed and I prayed. <laughs> <laughs> you. And, she lay, she, and I laid hands on him. And he arose from the dead. And she came to give, she came to give a testimony about how God had moved at her workplace. <laughs> she, she believed and, and most of you will look down on such people but you see if you, if you go in the bank what has happened like many of them have, ta- have done the, this prostitute they had, they had made some covenants before they came from or the countries that they came from and some of them had, they have taken parts of their hair from their armpits, their pubic hair, different things, and they have formed a concoction with blood and various covenants have been made that they, they must work as prostitutes and pay $50,000 and then they be free. Yeah. And so they are bound to pay. And one session is about 
So when you be going like that time for a long time, without condoms is thousand five hundred dollars. Without condom, <laughs> thousand yeah, one thousand pounds. Without condoms. <laughs> But then, normal, and then that's a normal style is ten dollars. Most styles are higher price. <laughs> 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 husbands, husbands, you must know the price of what you are getting. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there? You've gone home. So, the point that I'm trying to make is that you will look down on a prostitute. But God, this, God was so impressed with this prostitute. God was so touched with this prostitute. He didn't mind how many thousands of people she had slept with. It didn't matter at all for one half second. He was so moved by her faith in the people of God to help them. At a time where they needed somebody to help. She, was, she wanted to help the church. And when the guys came in, she said, come stay with me. Just for one night. It wasn't for long. But that help was crucial. She helped at a crucial time. She helped the people. She hit them. She, she took some risks against her own future and against her whole life and her own business just to help the work. God was so touched with this woman. God was so blessed with this woman. And he decided to include her and said, look, Christ Jesus is going to come from that root. Jesus Christ will come from that line. Rahab, the harlot. It's one of the people. You look down on people. You keep on. I say, you keep your big nose looking down on people. Keep on. God's assessment of us is different. And we are going to have that good report that we need in heaven. It is faith that will make you say, I'm going to help these people. I'm going to help this man. But most of us are full of doubts. And criticisms and funny ideas and desperate survival thoughts that make us suspicious of everything, that make us have negative ideas about everything, that makes us afraid, not trust, not help. But with the Muslims, they help each other to kill people, to destroy lives. Why wouldn't you help? Why wouldn't you rise up and say, we are going to help. We are going to help. Come and use our home. Use my house as a base for the church. Come to my house. Let the pastor stay in my house. Let my sound system be the church equipment. Let my car be the church bus. I want to help something. Let my money be used for the church. Let me pay the rent for the church. Let me help to build a church bill. Let me do it. What can I do? Let me give something. Let me do something. What can I do to help? There is a lot. 
But thank God for this woman. She didn't go for a camp and let, let them talk. She was, she was a woman of faith. She, she was listening to the CNN every day. And she was watching. She said that the Israelis are approaching Jericho. They are going to do this. They are going to do that. And then people were discussing and analyzing. The walls of Jericho are the largest walls in the world. They are the highest walls in the world. No invading army has ever been able to overcome these walls of Jericho. And no, the Israelis are not a trained army. They are more like the Taliban. They are like this. They are like that. They are people. We are, it will not be a, 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 an easy fight, but they will overcome them. They will, be, they will shoot them with bows and arrows from the wall. Various ideas. But she looked at it. She said, I'm going to help these people, rather. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to help them to f- come into my own time because I believe that these people are from God. Wow. I said, wow. wow. What are you doing because of your faith? After the last session, a brother came up and said, he wants to give $1,000 to help uh, plant churches. I said, thank you. Write a check and put it in the Whatever. That's the sort of thing that God is expecting. People to rise up on their own accord. Nobody is asking you for something. You say, look, I want to do this. I want to do that. What can I do? I want to help. By faith, you risk even your own life. She risked her life. Some of us are prepared to risk nothing. Not a drop. Nothing. By faith, Rahab rose up and helped God's people. And God's people came. And they would have come anyway with their help or without help. That's the thing. God will make it with you or without you. Anyway. There are places I've wanted to, I wanted to start church. I couldn't, I couldn't start a church. Because I didn't have anybody to help. But after many years, God provided somebody to help to start. Toronto. Remember we wanted to start a church. I went to the church earlier. There were people there before. I went there, we drove, we drove up to Ottawa, from Toronto to Ottawa, and we came back into Toronto. We were there, we even stayed in a hotel. We didn't have anybody. We wanted to start, that's why I flew there. We didn't have anybody. The people that were there didn't seem to want to do it. But then, Pastor, excuse me, Pastor Andy came along, and the church started. So the church will start, whether you do it or you don't do it, it will start. It will work. So it's just be good for you to have been available to be used and to, to be helped. There are places I've wanted. Initially, it looks like there's no help. But eventually, I wanted to start a printing press. And I thought to myself, man, this is going to be too expensive. I didn't. Suddenly, here comes somebody. You know, this printing press is going to cost about $100,000. There's a brother in church. He's taking it up. I should leave it with him. He's organizing everything. He's organizing the man who's giving that money. He himself is giving. He's paying $10,000 this time. He's paying it another time. He's organizing. He doesn't want it. The church doesn't come in at all. They are buying a printing press and bringing it to Ghana. I'm not involved. I don't even know what they are doing. <laughs> Imagine that. God will bless you. Not because of the amount. The amount is not the thing. But you see, the kind of attitude is like, you just said, stand aside, stand aside and let me perform. Stand aside. You preach, you go and pray. This is my side. He said to me, I am here for a reason. This is the reason why I'm here. He said, this, I have a job. I'm in this country. That's the reason. That's why I'm here. I'm here to do things. Oh, man. That's the, <laughs> there's a certain feel you get. That comes from somebody who rises up without having been talked to. Say, this is what I'm here. That's why I'm here. He said, I'm here for this purpose. This is why I'm here. 
That's, 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 that's what brings the good report. Like my relationship with Bishop Duncan William. I said, me, that's, I see it as a spiritual thing. I'm, I will help him. I will help their church. Yeah. I told him I, I will help that church. We will give money. We will build. We will do anything. I will help him. I will stabilize it. I will fight all the wrongs in his church for him. I don't care if anybody, nobody likes me in the church. Whenever I go to preach, I don't preach nice things. I preach only lo- loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Nobody has to talk to me to do it. I used to go to church there. You don't have to beg me for that. I used to go to church. When I, when I first got born, that's the church I went to. That was, a, that was, was the only man of God that I knew in town. Man, allow me. Allow me. <laughs> allow me to fight some fights for the Lord. Amen. Allow me to help some places that I can help. Amen. Amen. God wants to raise up people. Like some of these people I'm talking about. Who rise up and say, Bishop, stand aside. This is what we are doing. Amen. We want to do it. No talking. No questions. No this, that, that, that. That's the sort of spirit that we are looking for. To give that joy and that release. And you will find that it will make you prosper more than you've, you've been struggling to prosper. Prosperity is from God. Oh. If God does not help you, my sister, my brother, keep counting. Recently, I was, I was doing the fundraising in London. And I said, I want people, people to give 5,000 pounds. Some people to give 1,000 pounds, 500 pounds. And people were giving different amounts. And one person gave 500 pounds. And I said, how long have you been in London? I've been here seven years. How long have you been, have been here? 11 years. I said, for 11 years, you cannot give 1,000 pounds. You don't have it. I, and I, they are good people. If they have it, they will give it. They don't have it. <laughs> you need God to help you. You see, the middle class, the difference between a developing country and a developed country is that in a developed country, there is a large middle class. We have the upper class, the middle class, and the lower class. Okay. Now, in a developed country like America, Europe, and so on, most, almost everybody is in the middle class. You have a room, two rooms, your own toilet, your own bathroom, your own garbage collect, collector. You can afford a car and you usually spend all your money and give it back. Your own TV, everything. But you will not have much. You spend, you receive, and you give it all back to the people. In a developing country, Africa, the middle class is very small. There's almost no middle class. They're either, most people are in the lower class, very poor, and some people in there, very rich. That's why if you come to Ghana, there's no car we don't have there. Mention the car and the date that it came. It's, we have one there. We have the richest people and mostly of the poor we have. When you come to our church, one brother was, one was asking for the directions to our church. He said, when you get to the sea and you, you are looking for Kolebu Hospital, you just take that one-way road. He said, I've, I've been passing there, but I've not seen any church there. He said, no, you pass on that road. He said, ah, there's a place there. He sees a lot of cars and he, he thought that it's a car dealer. No, 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 no. It's the church. It's not a car dealer. It's the church. Because when you come there, you see every kind of car. 
from the latest BMWs to the latest Pajeros to the latest Mercedes Benzes to the latest Hyundai. I don't, we don't have any latest Hyundai. <laughs> latest. <laughs> Are you listening to me? People think that it was a car. People thought that it was a car dealer. It's a church. Every kind of car is there parked on the whole roadside everywhere. So the middle class over here is big. And most people fall into that middle class. Except God helps you to move out of that middle class. You work and still you don't have anything. How many have experienced working and you don't have anything still after working for a long time? Give me a wave offering. Just a wave offering. <laughs> How many have experienced working and you have so much? Give me a wave. So that I can take an offering from only you. <laughs> you will become more prosperous because God will be attracted. So that God is a rewarder. That's one of the things you must believe. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you take up God's causes and campaign for God, nobody is leading you. You are leading yourself to do and campaign for the Lord. God will bless you and help you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many are going to be like Rahab the prostitute? <laughs> Don't look down on hell, please. Don't look down on anybody. Oh. Huh? Don't look down on anybody anymore. Will you agree with me on that? I don't want you to look down on anybody anymore. Very bad thing. God will bless you as you have faith in Him. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11. And what shall I more say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson. Samson. What do you think of when you hear the word Samson? Delilah. But his, his name is in the good report list. Samson had a good report. Have you thought about that? Samson had a good report. Because he was a God told, no drink, no this. He did all those things. And he believed in the power. He had a good report. Pain. Think about that. Huh? Most of us have disqualified people from our minds and hearts. But God does not disqualify anybody. Amen. Let's stand to our feet.